on? It's Tony Story here, the one and only host of the uh, podcast called Car Sales 101. So anyways, uh, before I get started, I wanted to apologize to y'all. I wasn't able to get a Monday episode out. Uh, I just had a whole lot of stuff to do on Sunday. Uh, I do work for a living. Also, I have two beautiful little kids and a wife and just, you know, sometimes you can't get out and do what you need to do and record a podcast and I wanted to make sure I gave you all the fire that I could. So, with that being said, I do apologize for that. Now, let's move on to, um, this is episode 48, so you got 47 more episodes before this, so please listen to all those episodes before you get to this episode. Uh, The reason why is because this kind of goes in chronological order, Um, basically how to start in the car business and kind of work your way through it. I do have a couple management ones in there that I did talk about, but however, just just please listen to those previous episodes uh, if if you're just starting to listen. All right, um, y'all know where to find me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. You can also find me on Instagram, at TNCDad2728. And then on LinkedIn, you can find me on Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. All right, guys, I don't know if it's just the weather down here, like the pollen count or the allergies. Man, I've had a headache for like the last two weeks. Um, But it's also could be my my dealership uh, that I work for. Not that it's a bad thing. You know, I I took on the stress. I took on the position. I knew it was going to be stressful. So I'm not complaining. It's just one of those things when you're, like I said, it would probably been easier to rebuild a whole entire dealership uh, or to build a dealership than rebuild from uh, the point where I started with these, uh, this team and this dealership. But we're getting things figured out. We're switching over CRMs. Uh, I'm in a positive mood about that one. Um, I'm able to get my processes in place. Um, we do have some other issues, you know, salespeople stealing gas. If you work for a dealership, don't steal gas from the dealership. It's just so wrong. Um, don't use the company assets for your own personal use uh, unless approved by a manager. And what I mean by that is if you, you know, are going to take something, you know, get the car, vehicle, your car washed or, you know, you're going to sit there and fill your car up with gas, uh, make sure it's approved by a manager at the dealership. Um, don't wreck your career over some 30 or 40 dollar bill that you don't really need to do it over all right so um let's get moving into this episode so this was last week uh, around this time on wednesday i talked about internet sales and you know where they're going and you know what to uh know your sources and stuff like that so let me move into a more um uh in-depth conversation about it not conversation because I'm talking to myself but a more in-depth kind of a, a teaching moment for y'all so when I previously talked to y'all I told y'all to get to know all your sources and get to know um, who's training you on that and so on well moving on to where we are now is you know I didn't get to finish up with chat so one of the one of the cool features that's kind of starting to take place uh, is Facebook Messenger and chat it's not really starting to take place it's been there for a while I would probably say two years, you know, now that when you put in vehicles in the Facebook marketplace, it's really kind of picked up for the last two years, uh, along with chat on the websites. Um, and chat's always been a key kind of go-to place for some salespeople because they know it's a very valuable place. Because what happens is, is when a customer's willing to get online, and they're willing to chat with you, they're more than likely in the, uh, in the final stages of the buying process. And what that means is that they've taken the time to, you know, connect one-on-one. Versus when you send the email in or you send internet lead in, you're just wanting a, a response to where you can have some exclusivity or privacy from that customer or that salesperson or whatnot. Whereas in chat, 
yeah, you can vaguely chat in there, but you know, those people are typically uh, low funnel um, that they're ready to buy and stuff. But um, it's like I told you on all internet leads or sources that y'all do use, make sure that you're doing, um, what, how do I put this? Make sure you're doing uh, the training that you can to require you to be certified in that area, okay? So now that you're on the internet team and you know, you've established uh, you know, your training, so on and so forth, you need to get with your sales manager, internet director, uh, or if you're the internet salesperson and they're making you take the lead on you know, taking care of internet leads, you need to find out in which order they come in. Uh, typically, whenever I was running a department and now that I'm getting mine set up over at uh, Clear Lake Infinity, I know for a fact that um, I'm gonna have only certain people getting certain kind of leads. And the reason why is because it holds accountability to those customers in those positions. For instance, you know, I have Goobagoo, so I have a chat lead, and I had like I have two people on it. One of them I have to remove off. I just don't think they're being active in it. But one of them I might just, you know, I might add two more to it because, you know, it gives you more chance and more opportunity to cover customers whenever they chat. Same thing is with internet leads. <clears throat> There's some salespeople that don't want to sell any used cars, so I give them a used internet lead because they're not going to be apt to selling that car. They're more likely going to be be apt to selling a new car. So, you know, find out how the internet leads are getting distributed and uh, learn what the rotation is. Uh, most of the time I do a round robin. I don't like to sit there and have one person getting one set of leads. I like to have multiple two people. You might wanna have somebody be the champion or the lead on getting those internet leads where they're gonna be the go-to person that knows the most about it, that's gonna be setting up the website pricing and, or the pricing for that particular web, that particular um, thing. But regardless, you know, it's just one of those things. <clears throat> the other thing is most CRMs, uh, I've, I've worked for a couple dealerships where they didn't have a lead rotation or a lead uh, escalation. So what that means, the internet lead came in and it just sat there and if nobody answered it, it never got answered. So therefore it just consumed more time. I'm always a big fan of taking the internet leads and having them escalate after 15 minutes. <clears throat> Man, I should have got some water before I started recording. But the reason why you wanna have that internet lead escalate is because if that first person doesn't answer it within 15 minutes, uh, it escalates to the next salesperson. Because um, the thing is, the most important thing is that customer is an internet lead. So that being said, um, that customer wants to be communicated to, wants to be talked to, wants to be, you know, um, uh, wants, to, wants their question answered, so on and so forth. So what you need to do is make sure that you do have a rotation or a escalation in your internet leads. Because if, if you don't, you're only hurting yourself and you're hurting, your, you're just helping your competitor out too. What I mean by that is, is this internet lead, most internet sources, not unless you're directly coming to you, um, for instance, on used cars. So like AutoTrader, um, uh, cars.com, car gurus or whatnot, those internet leads are coming directly to you. Whereas if you're doing true car leads or you're doing your website leads or you're in a pool, uh, those typically internet leads will come in and they're going to be redistributed to different dealerships. Uh, for instance, with two cars, it's going to be redistributed to about three different dealerships in that primary uh, area. So when the internet lead comes in, it's going to go to three different dealerships, which means that you got exposure to you know possibly not making a car deal. So you need to make sure um, when you do answer the internet lead, you answer it in a timely manner because that's why you need to have a, a, a lead escalation on all your internet leads, Okay. Now, with that being said, once those internet leads uh, come in, you either have the, you have your escalation set up or you're not escalation escalation set up. Um, you need to also have a, a workflow. Most of your CRMs will allow you to have a workflow. So what that means is, once the internet lead comes in, 
there's a particular workflow on how to answer that internet lead. I'm not a huge proponent or a fan of event solutions, but I am a, a proponent of e-leads and uh, I think there's one other source, maybe car research, um, to where the thing is, uh, not to downplay event solutions, I think they're, I think they're an okay system, um, but the one thing is, is in event solutions, it can be very confusing and can be set by, by a manager where you can complete one task and it creates another task and you have no choice but to create that task. But the problem is that task, there might be a task later on that you need to complete. So you're kind of double dipping yourself and you're hurting yourself. Where some other CRMs aren't set up that way, you know, you, all you got to do is um, complete one task and you can set up the next task however you'd like to. And they're very simple that way. Um, so when you do that, make sure you set up the workflow of how long you want uh, internet leads to be answered uh, for or taken care of or assisted. Whether you want, and if an internet lead comes in, do you want it to be 60 day follow up? Do you want it to be 90 day follow up? Do you want it to be 120 days, 180 days? Um, I worked at a dealership where we did it for 180 days. Didn't particularly agree with it because, you know, I don't think customers are in the market for that long. I think you, you can stay in touch with them, but they're not going to be in the market for six months um, when they when they directly put their internet lead. And they're either, they're either a hot lead that they're going to buy within 90 days, or it's just, you know, one of those things where if they do come into your dealership, it's by sure chance, and they probably forgot that they put the internet lead in, you know, 90 days ago or 180 days so that's why I'm kind of iffy about that one. Me personally, I like to maybe have like a 90 to 120 day follow up. Um, working for the luxury brand, that seems like that's the sweet spot that most of the personnel or most of the dealerships miss on the luxury side. So that means that a customer puts internet lead and we have the 60 to 90 day window that where most of our customers do purchase from. So make sure you know that too. Um, when you sit down with your internet source provider, whether it be True Cars, um, auto trader, uh, your website, or, you know, just any of those find out, you know, what they know about the buying cycle of the customer, their particular customer and how long they did buy, um, once they made their inquiry. So what that means is they put the inquiry on the website and did they buy a week from that time, two weeks from that time, so on and so forth. Uh, most of your, um, internet providers, your lead providers can tell you that, um, because they want to sit there and they, they want to flood you with data. Those are the questions that you need to be answering. You know, give me this data. What, how, what t what's the average time to sell on a customer? Because here's the thing. If you're hitting the customer the first two weeks like crazy and they're not ready to buy, but you know that this customer is typically going to be buying in like 30 to 60 days, you can do the proper follow-up that way. Uh, and not to go too off stray here, but the, also the same thing goes for a customer that comes on the showroom floor. So when a customer comes on the showroom floor, and they say, I'm not ready to buy, and you've done everything you can except discount the vehicle half price, um, what you have done, <clears throat> what you need to do now is say, hey, you know, I just want to make sure I see that you're not ready to buy today, but however, I want to make sure I follow up with you properly. Um, so what that means is that I want to make sure that I speak to you in the times you want to be talked to, um, and also how you want to be talked to, whether it be text message, phone, phone, phone call, or email, say, hey, look, what's the best way to communicate with you that you could, um, that I'd get, I'd get the best response out of you. That way, you know, I could find out, you know, hey, in a, in a week, should I text you? In two weeks, should I text you, email you, whatever it is. That way I can sit there and see where you're at in the buying process and that way I can assist you. Because whether you purchase from me or not, I just want to make sure you have the, the proper experience that you, um, you expect from a dealership. And so that's when you go into that whole spiel of that. 
But when you're doing the internet leads, you need to make sure um, you set, have the time frame set up. And you better need to be crystal clear about it. So typically, I like to have um, two phone calls on the first day. Um, if you don't make the first, you have to do the second one. Uh, one text messaging go, one text message going out to either opt them in for text messaging or say, hey, this vehicle is available. And another one is send an email um, that is not a generic one. <clears throat> so to get kind of in-depth with not a generic email, I, I, I'm a huge advocate for not um, having generic emails go out. So for instance, customer sends an internet lead in and they're asking what color the, the what other colors does this vehicle come in, whether it be a QX60 or a Mustang or an F-150, you know, what other colors does this trim come in, you know, and you sit there and you say, hey, this is, you know, such and such a John Eagle, you know, blah, blah, blah. I see that you recently put an internet lead in. Um, give us a little bit. We'll assist you on, 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 on the needs that you're looking for. And then they go into this, you know, large jumbo uh, talk of like, we're going to give you more for your trade, blah, blah, blah. And that's not the question that was asked. The question that was, gen that was directly asked was, hey, does this vehicle come in other colors? Um, for instance, same thing goes for AutoTrader. Now, my only difference between, you know, if an internet lead comes in from your website or it comes in from AutoTrader or CarGurus, you need to stay familiar with that brand. You need to use that brand's, um, you need to use the branding of that brand that you're using, whether it be uh, CarGurus or um, uh, uh, AutoTrader or whatnot. Make sure you're using that brand to uh, assist you in the sales. So, for instance, customers in the internet lead, hey, I just want to thank you for you know taking your time to look at AutoTrader. Um, they're one of the most trusted and respected sites out there um, to kind of keep dealerships honest. Um, I see that you're looking at this particular vehicle. And if they ask you a question, you know, hey, are the rims uh, messed up on this? Do these have brand new tires? Answer that question and then go into the reason why you know um, why your, your, your vehicle is on their website or, or just continue to talk about you know, why this is the best value for what they're buying. So, you know, it's like one of those simple things. It's like, I think what happens in the car business, we're so used to putting out generic responses that we forget to talk to the customer in their language. And I've seen this happen in the past multiple times where I've seen salespeople um, just continue to spout off what they want. They thought the customer wanted to hear, but in reality, the customer really wanted to hear one thing, you know, does this, does this vehicle have um, le a leather-wrapped steering wheel? And you're talking about price, trade-in, all that good stuff. And that's the stuff you don't need to talk about. That's the stuff that's already going to be taken care of because, um, you know, they're going to tell you how to buy it, how they're going to buy that vehicle. Now, don't get me wrong. We do live in a, a consumer-based business uh, where sales and consumers have to meet. But the thing is, is you're going to have some consumers that are going to sit there and say <clears throat> one thing, uh, for instance, like, no, I don't have a trade-in. And then when you get towards the end of the process of buying the car, all of a sudden they have a trade-in. They want to sit there and negotiate the trade-in. Now, where they should have done that from the whole entire uh, the whole entire um, start. So it's just one of those things, man. You know, talk that language of the customer. And then, you know, ask your sales questions, you know. Hey, I, look at, I see that you're looking, you know, at this vehicle, particular vehicle. Yes, that had leather up steering wheel. Yes, it does. One thing I want to do is make sure that I provide you the best quality experience for buying this vehicle. What time did you want to come out, take a look at this vehicle, and just take it for a test drive to make sure this is the vehicle that you want to purchase or decide on. What you're not doing is you're not sitting there talking about price. You're not sitting there talking about trade. 
And what you're doing is trying to set yourself up to get the customer in the dealership via an appointment. Whereas some customers, want, they want to sit there, or salespeople want to go directly to price, you know, and they don't sit there and answer the true question of the customer. So, like I said, the first day you should have a phone call, a text message, and an email. Um, if you want to ask what I think the very first thing you should do is, is you should opt the customer in for text message, kill the internet lead. If the phone number is not a text messageable number, I would then call. Because sometimes, here's how it goes. Um, 60% of all, and I don't have direct statistics, but I know you can probably look them up on AT&T, but about 60 to 65% of all phone calls uh, go unanswered. Now, you're taking in telemarketing, you're taking in people calling other people, um, you're taking all sorts of uh, numbers into calculation to get to that number, but that kind of shows you where the, um, the communication is going to be made, whereas 99% of all text messages go red. So what that means is the customer has to pick up the phone, they have to open it up, and then they'll see that text message from you, and that means it's going to get read. And the very last thing is I think, you know, open rates on emails is like 32 to 40-something percent, maybe in the mid-40s, high-40s. Uh, and that has a lot to do with copywriting uh, on your emails and, and talking um, their language or not, whatnot. That's something totally different off-subject there. But at the end of the day, um, you need to find out what language they want to talk into so whenever you're sitting there and you get the internet lead, you need to answer it with a text message at first. Um, that way you can opt them in for texting if there's a textable number. If that doesn't work, um, and it's the fastest, easy way, easiest way to kill internet lead, make a phone call and say, hey, this is such and such at whatever dealership. I see that you put an inquiry on um, this particular vehicle. And once again, you know, I see that you're asking if it has red leather or this or that. Yes, it does. Um, it, the vehicle is still here. It's still available for sale. Um, based on the uh, inquiry that you put in, we actually have a lot of customers putting a lot of inquiries in. What I'd like to do is schedule a time to come out to the vehicle and test drive. Come out to the dealership and just test drive, and test out, test drive the vehicle um, so we make sure that we have the right one for you. Um, don't talk about price. Uh, let the customer talk about that. However, you know a lot of the used car models, um, Group 1, AutoNation, Penske, um, Sonic, they're going to a one price model. So what that means is that most of their vehicles on their website are gonna have a one price and you're not gonna be into much competition or you're not gonna be into the point where you know the customer's gonna sit there and say, well, I want $5,000 off this used car. So um, it's one of those things. Make sure you're doing everything you can to communicate with that customer the right way. And they'll let you know. Say, hey, if you wanna text, we can text. If you wanna call, we can call. And if you wanna email, we wanna email. But also, I always like to sit out, sit out with the original internet lead that comes in on the email. Say, hey, look, you know, I know that you want to sit there and you want to communicate via email. But sometimes one phone call can eliminate 10, uh, 10 emails or 10 text messages. And it just allows us to communicate a little bit faster and get through all the questions a little bit faster. So, um, kind of to review, because I think I'm getting close on running out of time. Um, I, think, I, I think I probably could do one more part on this. Um, and I'm a little tired, I'm so tired. Um, what you need to do is when the internet lead comes in, you need to find out how it's being distributed and who it's being distributed to. Um, if you don't want to answer a particular internet lead, just don't answer it. Because what you're going to do, um, I think sometimes we as salespeople, you know, when I was a salesperson, we think that we have to answer every internet lead in order to make a paycheck. And that's not the case. Um, sometimes you dilute yourself down with so many internet leads that you can't answer them the right way. So what you need to do is find out who all your lead sources are. Make sure you get assigned to the right internet lead source that you want to get assigned to. Um, hopefully, you're all allowed to get internet leads. Do that. And then next, 
make sure you have a follow-up set in place, um, whether, you know, a workflow is what I like to call it. Make sure you have a follow-up or a workflow of um, what's going to happen once the initial internet lead comes in, chat, ma chat message or whatnot. And make sure you follow that with that workflow. Okay. Well, sorry, guys. Now, very last thing that you need to do is once that workflow is set up, you need to sit there and figure out the, the copywriting or the content of the email you're setting out, sending out. So if they're sending an internet lead on a direct, you know, <coughs> a direct um, source or a direct vehicle, whether it be AutoTrader, car, Cars.com, TrueCar, Goobagoo, make sure you're answering those messages right. And make, before you answer those internet leads, read through the information because what they'll do is they'll tell you exactly what they're looking for, whether it be, you know, specific color, uh, a specific um, uh, package in the vehicle. It just helps you out more and more uh, as you get... Uh, more advanced and inter answer internet leads. All right. So with that being said, uh, this is a this is part one of I, I'm going to go probably with a three part series. I do appreciate y'all for taking the time to listen to me. I love you guys. Y'all mean the world to me. Like I said, I don't get paid for this. This is a passion project. So make sure you're sharing this with people. Anybody you know, just share it with them. Whether they're new in the car business or they've been in it for a while, and just give them all the information that you can. I said I'm not the the go to. On everything, however, I've been in the market of a Houston market for a long time, so I'm very competitive. Other thing is, you'll know, find me on, on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, Instagram, at TNTDad2728, and at LinkedIn, Tony, uh, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. This could be the hardest five-figure job or the easiest six-figure. You'll figure that out once you understand what I mean. And the very last thing, we all win when we all win. So make sure you're sharing this, with, this information, everybody. I love you guys. I'm getting towards the end. Peace.